again. Welcome to Gamer Era, uh, where the games keep coming and uh... they don't stop coming. Yep. Oh, <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> have Have you been in this last fabulous gaming week, uh, David? Well, Sam, I have been. Um, I've been mercilessly thrown about like yesterday's uh, sock in the washing machine that is life. Um, so I, I finished Lego Marvel Superheroes two, and um, I, I assumed because like in the other ones, you know, when you finish the the main story, there's always like you know a, a bonus kind of you know after credits kind of like oh here's one little like mission I have to do like in Lego Batman three, it's um you beat the campaign and you have like a an epilogue where it's um Adam West Batman. Um, oh, interesting. Which, which is fun, like it, it, like it, it kind of it's a good pastiche. Um, in the first Lego Marvel, when you beat the game, you get like a, a mission where you have to like do like a dance party, which is it's 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 kind of, it's not really substantial. Um, this it just ended and then it like spat me back into the open world, and I was like, oh, there's probably like you know like a a, a mission that I had to go find. There was nothing. There was just nothing for me to to go and look for. It was just like here you go, you can you can explore now. Oh, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm not gonna do that." Um, I also, <laughs> I've also been playing. Um, I played. I'm not sure if it's uh the French French pronunciation Jusant or Jusant, the um the climbing game that don't nod. Uh, but last year, um, oh, I don't know if you played I it. Not of this. It's a 3D, like puzzle game where basically like you have like you control this person as they climb this like mountain. Mm. Um, so like you're like the left. I'm playing on the Steam Deck, which is probably not the best idea because my Steam Deck is whenever I I like I played like 15 minutes earlier on, and uh, the fan <laughs> something was going to explode in my hands. And, oh no! Um, I was like, okay, well I, I had to lower the settings next to my place. But it's um basically like the triggers control left and right hand. Um, yeah. so you're, you're climbing, so you have to like hold on to the left trigger to like reach up with your left hand, press right trigger, right hand, let go of the left trigger so you can reach up again. Gotcha. So it's like, you, get into the, you get into like a rhythm of like, you know, okay, this, 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 this. Mm. Um, you have like a stamina meter that you have to like, you have to like hang from the rope for a while to let your stamina ball back up. Um, it's great. It's great. It's like, it's really like, once you get the, the, the hang of the, the climbing mechanic, it's actually really like, you know, it's, it's fun to get the rhythm of like, okay, boom, 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 boom. Um, but other than that, I've been playing. Uh, I went back and played the original Lego Star Wars as well, which is which is fun. But uh, mm. there's another game. There's another game I've been playing that I want to hold on to until later on. That's in conjunction with something else I want to talk about because um, I played it for research and um, it, it it wasn't great. I think you might have played it as well, but we'll we'll, we'll get to it. So, what have you been playing? Um... I've just been continuing to grind away at Donut Dodo. Um, mm. I finally beat the the like base game mode because it's like it's sort of Donkey Kong styles. So it's like you know you complete a floor, you go to the next floor, and it goes on from there. But it's not mm. endless. It's like you do one round on sort of the easy difficulty, and then another on the medium, and then you like clear the game, and then you go on to like the another mode, which is like uh, medium to hard mode. <clears throat> um, it's really fun. It's it as I said last time. It's um. Pretty brutal, um, mm. but the really fun sort of meta part of it 
is uh learning the layout learning like how to sort of trick the ai and stuff because they all have mm. very specific rules it's like you've got these mice that just go back and forth you've got this toilet <laughs> which you can't jump over but follows you around um it's not a skibbity toilet it's, mm. it's just the regular toilet <laughs> that's sorry we had a bit in the pods uh <laughs> server where we were just imagining uh the toy maker from uh the last episode of the the specials just recounting like skibbity toilet law don't know why the skibbity uh, was a was the first toilet <laughs> ever be invented it's the first toilets that were ever being invented <laughs> and then she was killed by the camera heads it's like uh i don't know why that's just anyway um yeah so you're getting tracked around by these enemies and i want to come back to at some point like to talk about sort of um the maze game and like how like weirdly complex it is because mm -hmm. obviously like when pac-man was new and stuff there was sort of this big cottage industry around making like strategy guidebooks so like how to win at pac-man and people sort of basically reverse engineered the uh ai to that game mm -hmm. by just like playing it so much and learning that the ghosts move in a specific way it's like um it, this game it, it's not got um particularly like complex AI, but it, it does have like, you know, you get the same feeling of like, oh, okay, no, this moves in this specific way and it has these rules. So you have to like, when you're trying to run through the level as quickly as possible, um, you sort of factor that into how you play. Um, but yeah, really, really fun game. It might actually retroact my favorite games of 2022 because um, mm. I didn't play a huge amount that year. I, I played Tunic, but I didn't get too far in it. Um, I can't remember anything else I really played that actually was like new that year. Um, it was a bit of a quieter one for me. Um, yeah, mostly just been playing more Donut Dodo and then a um, mm. uh, little bit of Link's Awakening, which I will circle around back to at some point. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the long and short of it, though. Um, it hasn't, <laughs> to break kayfabe a bit, it hasn't even, I think, been a full <laughs> week since we recorded it's the last one. In like five days. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to get some in the bank before we um, like crack on regularly um, mm. and then sort of figure things out from there. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it's been, it's really funny that I <laughs> I sat to like two days before recording. I was like, literally all I've been playing is Donut Dodo again <laughs> because I've just really, because I'm really trying to get good at it. But if I just talk about Donut Dodo again, I don't know how much I can like, it's a very good game, but you know, it's, mm. it's simplistic by design. Mm. Um, yeah. But I think what might be good about this podcast, for me at least, is to get me out of those like comfort zones. Yeah, I'm I'm the same though. Like I like I like I was saying to you earlier on, like there's so many games that I think I will go back and play. So like Wind Waker, I've never played Wind Waker, and I have I have a copy available to me now that I'm gonna crack into at some point just to, to yeah, to, you know, just to finally get to that. Like my friend. Um gave me their old like zelda wii u when they were moving house as sort of a mm. thank you because it was a very like tumultuous pro process it was like during covid and everything um so i actually have like the wii u that was built to play that game and i've played two hours and kind of bounced off which mm -hmm. is i feel bad about it's i feel like it's a game that probably would have resonated with me more if i played it when i was younger oh yeah um same. but like now it's like sometimes my like patience is like quite thin 
Mm. Um, and I can be a bit of a doof when it comes to like figuring out where to go next in games. And like Zelda, like old style Zelda, oh, like yeah. before Breath of the Wild, it's like if I stop playing it for like a couple weeks and I come back to it, I'm like, where mm. am I? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was. I mean, you know, that's got to come to Switch. Like uh, it has to. If it doesn't, it's like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, you know, people have been saying that since day one, but it's like, man, like having that in Twilight Princess in a handheld form. I mean, I might actually finish Twilight Princess because I started New Files on that, no joke, like four times over the last decade and I've never finished it. Um, I always get a little further on each playthrough, but like I've I've never properly finished it. I think the furthest I got was the like mountain temple where there's like the Yeti and stuff. I remember finishing that, but I don't remember doing much after that. Mm -hmm. I have to, um, whenever I, I went through, like I played Minish Cap and I played... Link's Awakening DX mm. and I played Link to the Past last year and for each one I was like if I don't have a guide open in front of me I'm going to lose my mind because I, yeah. I, I, I was like I don't know where I'm meant to be going which is maybe a skill issue on my part but also you know it, 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 I, I wasn't alive for, for for when at least one of those came out so you know yeah a lot of Zelda's hard for me to play about a walkthrough um mm. It's just, I feel like they have a specific language you learn because like from Link to the Past onwards, they have that sort of format that they go for. Where it's like, you know, three dungeons and then there's a big paradigm shift and then you mm -hmm. do like seven dungeons or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Zelda is like, even though it's, it's not even like it's a difficult game, it can be quite intimidating in terms of um, conveyance, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm just thinking again of um, playing Tears of the Kingdom last year and mm. like I, 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 it's the first ever gotten in like a, a zelda game beyond like the ones I've, I've beaten obviously but like just thinking of some of those like some some of like the the big dungeons battles just i don't know my brain wasn't wasn't working for them um my, my brain doesn't really really often work anyway so you know it's it, it i had to open a guide for um that's another thing I was, I was, I was, uh, the thing, I, one of the things I talked about later on, um, why design should not be difficult. And yet I had to open a guide to figure out what I was meant to do for like two other things. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll get, we'll get to it when we get to, because uh, that game should not have needed anything other than about maybe three or four years in the oh oven. Oh God. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm fascinated by what this is. Um, yeah, tears, man. Oh, I've got such mixed feelings about that game. I think maybe we should do like a feature episode or something when it hits the first anniversary or something. But like, um, I, a lot of my friends have shared the opinion where it's like it's a very well-made game. But I don't, I don't know if it's like me or what. But it's just like it doesn't hit the same as Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. um, it's like I can appreciate all it's doing, and there's some things where it does like tickle a part of my brain that Breath of the Wild doesn't. Um. Then there's other bits where I'm just like, you know, it's fundamentally the same map, so the feeling of like discovery isn't quite as strong. Mm -hmm. um, but I I need to like percolate on the forts a bit more because you know I've had all this time with the game, bought it on day one. Um, I finished two of the dungeons um, out of the like you know four that oh, I think there might be another one. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but it's been like a year. If they're annoyed now, then you know it's it's their own problem. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's like I don't even know to what extent it is. I just heard someone say there's a there's another 
sage mm. power or something. But, so yeah, it's, like... it's, it's a bit annoying to get to as well. Um, oh, God. <laughs> this oh, is, God. Okay, I'm taking, a, 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 I'm taking a, a soapbox here now. Um, it's been like a year. Mm. We can. Oh, we, I'm not gonna say we can all. I hate when people are like, "Oh, we can all agree this." Um, the depths were a flop oh. uh, in that game. I really like. There's nothing down there beyond you know the the occasional kind of buffier uh, uh, mob. I, like I have a couple of friends who are like, um, if they had put like you know just some like something down there beyond you know this big area to traverse to find whatever it would have been better yeah I just like them and the, the, the shrines where um the proving ground shrines mm. uh i have a bone to pick with them as well just that they're stupid but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know like i i played that game a lot and like i enjoyed my time with it and then i gave like i gave my copy to my friend because he wanted to play and i was like i'm not going to play this game for a while so and like since then, I have just not thought about it at all. I have a feeling like if I went back to it like today, I'll probably be like, "Oh, this is fine. This isn't like you know." Are you gonna go on uh, Twitter and say it has no cultural footprint? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Name me one Tears of the Kingdom character that isn't Link or um, yeah. or or whoever whoever else is in uh, Ganondorf. I, I have Zelda's in that game. <laughs> Shocker. Um, don't spoil oh. it for people. Cause... <laughs> Well, you know what's funny is that like the depths was like kind of one of my I'm I'm literally not even saying this to be like contradictory. The depths was kind of one of my favorite parts. <laughs> but partly because they didn't give it away in the marketing. And oh stuff. yeah. They were so yeah, focused yeah. on the sky, which mm-hmm. didn't turn out to amount to much. Yeah, the sky. Um, yeah. But like the first time I well, the first time I found the depths, I didn't have my glider yet. So I just jumped into it and I was like <laughs> expecting it to be a scripted event or something. And no, I just fell all the way down to the like the center of the earth and died. <laughs> was like oh okay i guess i'm just not meant to go there yet um and then i couldn't figure out how to get out of it and i was like trying to get out of it with like a hot air balloon and i was just going up and up and up and up and i was like oh this isn't working and then one of my friends was like and i literally stayed down there for about like four hours of my game and i was like when am i gonna like get a way to go back up my friend was like you should just walk back up to the surface i was like "Uh, is that it is that how you meant to do it it's like i still don't know I, i like i guess um but yeah i I thought it was um because i kind of sometimes i go down like a bit of a rabbit hole with like roguelikes and stuff and it does Mm -hmm. give me that kind of energy where it's just like the loop of it's quite simple where it's just you know you're shooting um the uh what are they called the bright seeds or whatever Mm -hmm. um glow seeds and like you're sort of making your own path to the next um you know, it's it, you know, like a activating towers in a Ubisoft yeah, the, game or the whatever. Light routes, as well. light routes that's it. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't know, it just really enchanted me. And like finding the little, um, uh, why am I like forgetting all the names? Maybe you're right. Maybe it doesn't have a cultural <laughs> footprint. Um, <laughs> take that. Take that. Uh, take me that, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Yiga, the, oh, the like, Yiga Sheikah fan, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, those guys in this game fantastic the fact that they yeah. just make all these like dog shit contraptions <laughs> that they're going after you have that like backfire <laughs> there was literally one time i'd like saw a yiga from afar and i like sniped him with a bow uh and he just fucking fell over and his contraption <laughs> fell on him and killed him i was like good for you bud because i had like such a bad sensor of balance it was so good um yeah wow i was not expecting to go down a rabbit hole with um tears but uh Glad that we did because um mm. yeah we, we can definitely talk about it more hopefully when 
when I play more. I don't know how much, how far into the game you got. I got to the point just before you. I know exactly how far I went because I got to the point just before you start the last like big. Oh wow! Moment of the game and I. What happened was I knew what I I I knew what happened in that moment. And I was like, I do not have the patience to be playing this <laughs> like this. Oh no! Exactly. So I was, I was like, I'm gonna put that to one side, and then I just never really got the the patience back to to, to do that. Like cause I was gonna, like I would have potted around like the map, but like at that point, I was like, I've been to everywhere like too much to be like, you know, I might go here and do this. So I was just like, I'll, I'll move on, I'll play something else for a while. And yeah, I I, I never finished um, Breath of the Wild because I just the the castle got to be a bit of a slog and then mm. i just kept getting distracted because there's all these points where you can see outside and then i'd be like oh hey no wait there's this thing i forgot to do and then i'd warp out and then i wouldn't want to like climb through the whole thing again mm. um what were you saying anyway sorry no it's just like the, the the bit where i like i pieced out um it was quite combat heavy i knew it was gonna be quite combat heavy and i was like you know mm. um like like I, I, I was I wouldn't say I was like the the, the, the deftest of swordsmen. Um my my, my handiwork was known though. But like there's like so many bits in that on that map where like you have to go and rescue like a village from from pirates or whatever. Or some, or like mm. yeah. I yeah. keep getting directed it, to that and I just like don't want to do it. I, I tried like <laughs> it's getting bad like, vibes. It's one of those places where like it's you know when you fight like a horde and they have like one collective health bar, right? It's one of those and like there's like so little health in that area that like oh. I was like I I got it down to like one or two like moblins or whatever and uh what <laughs> there's like one moblin that I, I forgot about completely and I like I went to that area just be like okay I'll do this and uh dead I just died and the thing is when you respawn every single. Uh. Uh, Moblin responds with you, so I, had to do, I was like, "I'm not doing this all over again." And what yeah. happened is then is that like halfway through the game, um, I won't spoil too much, but like, like I'm, I'm sure I'm, I, 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 I bounced off Breath of the Wild, so I didn't get too far in Breath of the Wild, but like the, like the mobs all like level up a bit, like match up, yeah. Mm. And um, I went back to yeah the village, and they were all way too, way too good for me again. So, so I was like, "I'm oh no." Oh god! So maybe me putting it off isn't a good. So, oh, yeah. god. So I was like, okay, Look, you can have the village. I don't want to. I don't want to help these guys anymore. It's, it's their problem. I just I keep getting directed to it, and I get the feeling that's because they, there's a cool set piece there or something, or something they really want to. They really want me to experience, and I respect that. Again, it's really mm. difficult complaining about this game because you can see how much went into it, and it's very very clever. But there are times when I'm just like, this is like, this is too much for me. This is too much game. Mm -hmm. It's very possible for a, a gamer to have too much game. You heard it here. You have to game uh, in moderation when it comes to, to Moblins. Um, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was a hell of an opening segment. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, we could take a little. Uh, a little break and then uh, come back for uh, David's topic. Mm -hmm. So I want you to do something for me, okay? I want you to just close your eyes and cast your mind back to 2002. Okay, 
the hours a great uh two and a half stars of cinema was in was in the movie was in the movie houses was in the pictures mm. Vanessa Carlton was um she was scooting down the highway on her piano you know uh the euro was introduced we all love the euro um I want you to forget forget all that because what we're focused on here is E3 2002. Okay? Mm-hmm. Metroid Prime, Time Splitters 2. Um, and it's something that IGN, because I was reading like the IGN, um, like here's like our, our mini review of E3 2002. Um, EA had like a huge booth that had this huge screen showing the, the Two Towers trailer because um, mm-hmm. it was coming out soon. Uh, and then Vivendi were like next door, apparently, with a a special room called the Hobbit Hole, where you went yes. you, you went in at a at a dome ceiling, and apparently they like projected trailers for all their like their like Lord of the Rings games onto the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love stuff like that. It's so good. Anytime I hear about like uh, Vivendi's weird like uh, not like royalty free, but like. Hobbit games, mm-hmm. but it's like or Lord of the Rings games, where it's like it's based off the books, <laughs> yeah. not based off the movies. It's based off the books. Like it's a separate license. I'm like, yeah, good for you guys. You killed Tom Bombadil in this one. Um, but I want you. I want, we're gonna focus on someone else, which is TDK Entertainment oh. and their E3 lineup. They make videotapes. They do, and they also make some great bits of entertainment. So IG, it's also from IGN. So they had um, Robotech Battlecry. Which is on PC, PC, PC two, PS two, GameCube, and Xbox. PC two, the PC, the PC two. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, you'll find that's called the Steam Deck. Uh-huh. Um, but the Robotech Battlecry and Robotech, Robotech the Macross Saga, which is on GBA, right? And they're they're booking out in Autumn O two. They had um Aquaman Battle for Atlantis. Oh, that's um, wretched. The the description from IGN opens with the Lava Lord and Black Manta <laughs> to stop Aquaman. <laughs> the Lava Lord. I don't know who the Lava Lord is. Um, they had. I mean, I guess if Aquaman's going to have a nemesis, the Lava Lord's pretty good. <laughs> and then they combine and make like magma guy, <laughs> sediment man. Um, <laughs> uh, they had released already. Um, Dinotopia, the Time Stone Pirates. Uh, oh, who could forget Dinotopia? <laughs> the time stone. What did you say? The, the time stone pirates. Pilots. Oh, pirates. But, yeah, it, that's a that's a Nick Briggs big finish. Uh, that is yeah. a <laughs> yeah. What's the um? What is that Tom Baker one? That's like it's just called the Space Pirates or the spa- something. There's a Patrick Trayman called the, the Pirates space. in Space. The Space Pirates. There's also okay. Um, I, 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 we, we we can go for hours on on um. Doctor Ca- Who connected. Ca- Castrovana. Um, oh, uh, starring Tim Boker. <laughs> also in fall 2000. I hate saying fall. Also in autumn 2002 was Mercedes Benz World Race in Vintage. Um, in June, they had Prism Chapter 1, The Dark Unicorn. And also in autumn, they had Masters of the Universe, He Man and the Power of Grayskull on GBA. But what's most important here is that they had a quartet of Shrek games. They had Shrek Super Party, um, Shrek Extra Large, which is just uh, apparently a redesign of the Shrek game that came out on, on Xbox mm. at launch. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. Had designs by Todd McFarlane in the original game. And I think mm. the main villain was Humpty Dumpty before they had Humpty Dumpty in the movie. So he's like a completely mm. different weird game. Very weird game. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of weird, this is how IGN describes Shrek Hassle at the Castle on GBA. A Japanese style Shrek? Question <laughs> mark. 
Uh, <laughs> it's I have no... <laughs> uh, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know what it means, but it means something. But most importantly, D- TDK had a little game developed by the Code Monkeys, oh. and this is where I'm, I want to go with my callback because I played the game that the Code Monkeys released after Shrek Treasure Hunter, which is what I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, but they also released the Code Monkeys also developed Simpson Skateboarding, which is what I played as well. And oh. that game is diabolical. That's bad. But <laughs> um, I don't want to be like okay. So Shrek Treasure Hunt is what I want to talk about. But I don't. I don't want to be like um, like like the evil gamer. Uh-huh. I make reviews bad. <laughs> um, and, you know, I don't want to be like you know all these people called like the cynical or whatever. Uh, this game is it's not very good. <laughs> um, the so the premise of tre- of Shrek Treasure Hunt is that um, Shrek wants to have a f- uh, picnic with Fiona. Mm. But the th- uh, the three blind mice have stolen all the picnic items. Um, I don't know why, because in the movie they're not they're not really evil. They're just no. kind of hanging out with Shrek. But they stole them and they've like they've scattered them across far far away or the swamp really actually. Um, and you have to go and find them. Um, how you find them <laughs> is that you have to basically you have like this. It's I will say it's an open world, you know, so GTA, you know, eat, eat your heart out here. Um, you go to like these areas within this open world and you have to collect like a number of items and that unlocks a mini game that you do to unlock the picnic item that you have to recover. Oh my God. Um, the problem it's sounding here, like the GBA games from last week. I'm not going to. It is. It is. It's, it's essentially a, a 3D version of that. The problem here is that it, this is from 2002. Yeah. It's, it's a, P, a PS1 game, 2002. November you know, 2002, 2002. Yeah. So you're thinking to yourself, this is probably going to look, it, it'll look, you know, it'll look okay. You know, it, it won't operate the best because whatever, but it'll look okay. This game is, it looks like someone has like scrunched uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a, a version of Shrek down to like the like, bare minimum. Like it's like someone tried to load up like the, the, like the actual file for Shrek in like a yeah. monitor or something. Cause like it's, it, <laughs> it's like a it, PS1 Hagrid. Yeah. It's, it looks awful. There's no, like I'd say this to you. I forgot I'd say how this to you my notes. That like the the frame that my that works with the frame rate is bonked and the the movement is subhuman. <laughs> it like like it's you can't like you can't walk and jump at the same time. Excellent. So like you have to like you have to like jump to get like to certain places. But if you're walking um and you 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 hit jump, Shrek will just jump in place for like two minutes, like two minutes, like two seconds, mm. and then you can control Shrek again. Um, it it it, it was like the first game I had for PS One. Yeah, I remember you saying like, that last week. Yeah, and that would have been the power version as well. So it's yeah, like even it, more yeah. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and even I knew then that it was bonked. Mm. But the problem was that like I got so lost that like I had to ask my mom for like help. And looking back at it now, I realized it was probably a terrible child because I can't like I can't imagine like an, like being an adult back then and like being asked, "Can you help me with this game?" I can't like confused. Yeah, and then you're handed this like. Awful, awful experience. Um, <laughs> like I'll give you an example of some of the problems with the mini. Like the mini games are, are you know, we'll get to the mini games actually in a second because this is a, this is like a prime example of a game that you don't really see a lot these days, which is that it's a game where you kind of have to read the manual before you play because mm. the, 
so much that they don't tell you in terms of like you know even just button prompts of how to like <laughs> how to do things um the 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 mini games are like there's one where you have to go fishing and um it's like some of them are timed some of them are not timed mm. the fishing isn't timed the problem with the fishing one is that like you have to like move a cursor which is on the, it's it's operating off a grid but like it's not like obviously operating operating off a grid so it's kind of hard to like you know move quickly to get to the where the fish are mm. but there's like an animation that Shrek will do where he scratches his ass and it like won't let you like interrupt the idle animation and that idle animation lasts for at least like 10 seconds and the problem is the fish pop up for, for like three seconds so like you're trying to catch a fish and you have like your cursor like onward like the ripples have been and then, and then Shrek will start scratching his ass and the fish will come up and you can't like you can't catch the fish because the game is like loading in the animation file of mm-hmm. Shrek his ass um, and like there's that there's a, another one where you have to it's like the two types of, of things are like there's ones where you have to go like go through like a 3D side scrolling platformer section that's like I remember gives, this one yeah, it gives you like uh based on where you are in the game so like the first one you do is like one continuous level so you get like a minute and a half to like traverse this like you know castle where there's lava and there's like moving platforms and stuff mm. and perspective will like change every two seconds because like you're going around corners and like you if like it's 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 whatever but like the last level you do is in a castle as well and like every section is like 90 seconds and at the end you have to like make a jump across this like tiny hole in the ground and if you touch either side of the hole you die and you go back to yep. like the start section but the problem is they don't tell you that there's like a running a run button you have to use for that i didn't so know I that spent, either i spent i would say the bones of maybe at least half an hour maybe 40 minutes doing that last section yeah because i was like trying to jump over this hole and it wouldn't let me jump over this hole and i was like i don't know how you're trying to do this oh. and then and then i i pressed like what would be the like or the or one and i like just out of, like out of frustration and i ran and i jumped over the hole oh my god and i was like you could just tell me that but like it's 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 one of those games where like you can see that the work just wasn't it wasn't really done yeah um, the music the music it's it's the same with simpson skateboarding as well the music is on a loop and so if you like wait long enough the music will, will cut out yeah and there'll be silence for like maybe five seconds yeah while it's loading back up the track yeah so, yeah <laughs> so it, it's it's just one of the games um apparently it was released in the in america at least it was released as part of this thing that tdk has called like tdk impulse mm. where like it was basically a line of like games that were available for 9.99 at launch wow so for tenner, like for ten dollars, you could buy like Shrek Treasure Hunt, and even that is like way too much. I'm looking on eBay, and it's like it's like two fifty. I'm like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's it's and the other thing as well is that like, like when you're going through these open worlds to find stuff, um, there's like no indication of like whether you've been in the same area or not. There's like maps. There's like like a there's like a sign that says like you know. Is like a picture of like the swamp and an arrow 
and you go up there and you go into like some area and then you'll see the same sign elsewhere and you're like does that bring you back to the old place mm. and you go through and it's a new it's a new area um it's just so confusing there's a um there's like all these enemies like strewn across the map as well so like in one of them there's like a a, a wild board that's like running around mm. or there's a bear or there's these like chipmunks on like rolling logs mm. and like I was like, oh, I'm going to get, like, I think there's no indication, like, what your health is or whatever. That's because they don't do anything to you. Like, if you walk up to them, like, they'll knock you over. And like I, I, that's the extent of, like, their... So it's it's just a really, like, lazy, like... Mm. It's full of invisible walls. It's full of, like... Um, it's, just full, it's just full of shit. Um, <laughs> there's, like, a... The, the, you have to like backtrack a lot to like find other items. It's like mm-hmm. the last level, like the last level is like locked behind. Like you get thirty keys, and there are these keys are like locked into like these areas. And what you have to do is you have to go to like the next area or, or like the next area two areas over and like beat the mini game there, and that will unlock one of the keys like in a different part of the map. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't like tell you that that's happened either. So like you have to like traverse all the way across the map again to see if that's unlocked the key or not, and sometimes it doesn't. So you have to like try and find out which okay which one do I've left to do that will unlock this oh, key for God. me. That's um, so frustrating because it's like pure luck whether you're wasting time going across the map or not. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> and you know what? The Code Monkeys died in 2011, and you know what? They deserved it. Um, <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> Um, what else did they make? Code Monkeys is like such a like UK oh, name, so I'm like, this is, I'm sure they are the, they are the UK. This is what happened to them. Because um, I, I looked at looks, I was interested as well. Yeah. So they they came into this off the back of Goofy's Funhouse, which is like has it seems to be decent from what I've read. Um, and Worms World Party for the PlayStation One day where they developed that. Oh, okay. What seems to happen? They also developed like the ports of like Centipede and Asteroids and Road Rash for Game Boy and so Yeah. What seems to happen is that this game seems to have like fundamentally broken them. Oh no! Because every every game they make after this is like universally panned. Oh no! Um. So directly from this is um the Simpsons skateboarding. Yeah. After that, they make di- the Dinosaurs game for PlayStation One and PlayStation Two. Oh. They make Winky the Little Bear. <laughs> In 2003 for PlayStation 1. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their list now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Atlantis, Lost Continent, CT Special Forces 3, Bioterror, Dalmatians 3, Legend of Hercules with a K. Yep. Um, These the, are the, the Gar- uh, Phoenix games, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Garfield, which isn't even the Garfield movie game, which is a game based on Garfield uh, in 2004. <laughs> it just clicked on it. It says Garfield was an action hack and slash video game. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> then they they jump free running in two thousand seven for Java for I guess for phones. the Java yeah uh, Alan Hansen Sports Challenge in two thousand seven um King of Clubs for PlayStation two they make the 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 Java port of Castlevania Area of Sorrow of Sorrow oh, no. um they make International Athletics Dalmatinas four Eight Ball All Stars Casper <laughs> Scare School. <laughs> Is that a Dalmatian score? Or... Yeah. What? <laughs> it's Dalmatian score. Maybe it only came out in like Spain or something. I don't know what language <laughs> that would be. Uh... They tri- 
triple shot sports, triple throwing sports, triple jumping sports, and triple running sports of the Wii. And their last game is Manic Monkey Mayhem for PSP, PS3, Wii, and Vita. Oh my god. That's an insane jump. I think Manic <laughs> Monkey Mayhem was something Vinny played on stream once, and it had like absolutely bonkers sound effects. That's so funny that the last game they did was on PSP, PS3, Wii, and Vita. They hadn't even done a PS3 game before that point. Like it was all Wii and like PS1, PS2 stuff. That's crazy. They um they I I it does seem that they were broken by having to make it to make sure. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? Because you go back, they did like the the Mega Drive port of Turrican and stuff. Mm-hmm. What happened? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Road Rash on Game Boy? Maybe it's not a good port, I don't know, but Sorry, it's like Goofy's Funhouse. If you go onto Goofy's Funhouse's Wikipedia page, which is also obviously like the the most definitive account of yeah. thing, it it's it sounds like a like a version of this, but like as a platform or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's got like decent reviews, so maybe that's like they're like okay, mm. these guys made this game that like you know it's got a beloved character. It's like a mix of mini games and like platforming. Mm. It did well. It looked play well. Let's get them for Shrek. But also because we're making this for nine ninety nine, maybe it was like just you know cut corners wherever you can, or yeah, you know, do whatever it is you need to do, rush it out for the market or whatever. Because like two thousand two is just like I don't know. It's a weird. I think I said this to you on chat before, but it's like um, there was a weird period where after the PS two came out, like PS one games just started looking a lot worse. Maybe I said this in the mm-hmm. last episode. This is sounding like familiar saying out loud. I think I think we did it like five days ago. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> God. You'd think that would keep it in my memory, but no. Um, oh, oh my god. Uh, I would recommend everyone look up Dalmatians 4 and look at the DS box art for that because it is, it is like, horrific. Yeah, the, uh, I was saying, like. so, like, if people aren't familiar with what um, Phoenix Games is, it, it, they, like, I, I don't know if they, like, bought the rights to these, like, weird old cartoons or they just made really cheap cartoons. Um, but they, like, made these PS2 games that were, like, um, it would have, like, base-level gameplay stuff. It would have, like, a sliding puzzle minigame, and then, like, a jigsaw minigame, and then, like, a quiz or whatever. And then the main thing would be, like, this, like, 20-minute or 30-minute long animation that looked like it had been animated with, like, pencils or crayon or something, or, like, some really rudimentary animation software. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they'd have really weird dubbing. They were made by a company called Dingo Pictures. Um, but they just like threw all these out, and it's where you get the stuff like Snow White and the Seven Clever Men. Uh, <laughs> what's another good Phoenix game? Because they did they did all these weird sequels to like they tried to do like that's why it's called Dalmatians Free because like 102 Dalmatians and like 101 Dalmatians Buddies Big Rescue, whatever it was called, had come out. So they were like, yeah, we're just going to call it Dalmatians Free. And it would just like trick people into thinking it's a Disney thing. For some reason on one of the wikis, it's saying Dalmatians 4 was cancelled. Maybe this is lost media. Uh, it was cancelled because of, of Woke. Uh, <laughs> Good. Um, and I'll have you know, it's uh, Dalmatians 2 Patches London Adventure. And it stars Barry Bostwick as a, as a rough and tumble mm. uh, dog. Uh, I've seen that movie, and um, it, it 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 it's worth cancelling Dalmatians four over. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say because I had like some small experience of the Shrek game, and it was like uh, one of my friends. Uh, they either bought a PS one or they like 
brought one up with them like between the christmas break and first year um and they were like oh this is great like i'm gonna have all my like childhood games and stuff and i'm gonna i'm gonna get a few like new ones a few cheap ones so they had like you know some of the classics they had like spyro free and tekken and stuff like that mm -hmm. but then they also had uh they got the toy story 2 game which i've always heard people say is quite good it's a very strange playing game um you're kind of like going around the house and like platforming and stuff it's it's a bit of a, like a mario 64 clone i think that's why people like gravitated to it so much because like before spyro mm -hmm. that wasn't really a thing on uh ps1 but it, it has a first person view where you shoot lasers at stuff and you've got this gigantic stretched png of like buzz Lightyear's <laughs> face because it's meant to be his reflection very confounding game <laughs> Uh, they also got Simpsons Wrestling, which was fantastic. It was oh. so good to get to uh -huh. play that game because I'd always, you know, you've seen footage of it and stuff. It's an absolute mm -hmm. mess. It has similar performance issues to like Shrek Treasure Hunt. They tried to do like cell mm -hmm. shading. It looks awful. Um, and Ned Flanders is like completely OP because he can just uh, resurrect himself after you knock him down. Like he pr he does a prayer to God and he just has so he just has two life bars so he'll just like completely murk you. Um, Lisa also has a saxophone that shoots out music notes that hurt you, but every time you hit the button, it just plays a random note and it's like ear piercingly loud. It's like louder than any other sound effect in the game. So you're just like running around like. Uh, doing like haymakers of ned flanders is like lisa is like firing out like random music notes it's an absolute catastrophe of a game but it's like and there's like a, a half second input delay on everything as well which is just like mental um and then yeah they had shrek treasure hunt as well um mm. and it was a surreal experience because i don't think i was familiar with it because it's something that can't be overstated is how many Shrek games came out. And so, like you said, there were four in 2002. From TTK alone. There were yeah, <laughs> from that one publisher. I think, like, <laughs> there were probably some on GBA around that point. Um, like, 2003, 2004. You know, like we were saying last week, they, they did a Shrek 2 sequel on GBA because they just, like, couldn't wait for Shrek 3 to come out. <laughs> um, it's bonk. It, it's like... I mean, it's funny having that and Simpsons side by side because that's the position Simpsons was in as a license. Like, Acclaim got the license and then they were like, right, every Simpsons game ever coming out. I, I do think the, like, absolute nadir of that is, like, Bart and the Beanstalk, which is, like, <laughs> just such a fundamental misunderstanding of the license. It's like, ah, oh, some kid's cartoon thing, so let's just get, like, a public domain fairy tale. It's like, what? Like... It's not, you know, it doesn't even have like a treehouse of horror slant. It's just like, well, um, Bart is Jack and, and Homer's the giant. And then I, I don't even know what the enemies are. I don't know if like any other Simpsons characters even in it. Um, but yeah, they were cranking out like game after game, like multiple mm -hmm. games in a year. Krusty's Fun House that was on like everything. Hey kids, it's the Golden Dice Nick Award. <laughs> the most unsportsmanlike conduct on Game Boy. Bart versus the Juggernaut. Yeah. Best superhero performance on NES, Bartman meets Radioactive Man! Yes! The best performance on SNES, Whoops! Bart's Nightmare! I don't believe it! Are you little... Look for a winning Simpsons video game for every system! Don't forget Krusty's Funhouse! Lego my touch me it's winning! Oh. We should do uh, a, an episode on, on Simpsons games someday. We really should. I would love to. Um, can I tell you a story about Simpsons wrestling? Yes, please. 
Um, my mom got me a second-hand copy of it once, and I opened the the, the thing, and there are two copies inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my this God! Is, this is this was like 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 I'd say like six years ago, and I was like I, I was like I, I want to know why someone donated like a yeah. second-hand copy of of this. I had two discs inside, but it was it it was it was nice to have two copies. Uh, yeah, while while I had them, so. You're thinking about a guy with two knives. <laughs> yeah, this is terrific. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. That's really cursed, but that's like amazing <laughs> at the same time. That's so good. Welcome back. Um, so that was quite enchanting. I'm quite glad we were able to get quite so much uh, mileage out of uh, Shrek. What's it? I've already forgotten Shrek, the name of it. Shrek. Shrek. Shrek poo poo Yeah, the Shrek game. Um, so I wanted to talk about uh, something quite earnest because uh, I was actually intending to trail into it last week when I was talking about Evercade, um, but I already had. A surprising amount to talk about with Evercade without actually mm. talking about any games, really. We, we talked about uh, Hoop Shut Up and Jam and like mm. very briefly some other stuff, but like most of my gripes with the hardware. And I do want to sort of um, clarify that like I have actually had some fun experiences with the games on Evercade. Um, there's this game that I discovered for it called Libble Rabble, which is from the Pac-Man creator. And um, it's bonkers for the time. You control like these two arrows. And you have to uh, move around these pegs and sort of encase the enemies in these wires that you've got between them. It's really difficult to describe. It's sort of like a mix between like, uh, you know, kicks where you're going around, like you make like squares and stuff on the screen and then you fill them in. And mm -hmm. um, and then it's sort of like crossed of that with like some Pac-Man elements and stuff. Um, but I discovered that through Evercade, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I got the Switch version on Arcade Archives, and I was like, this is better with dual sticks, for sure, because it's like <laughs> you're controlling two characters at once. And doing that with a D-pad and like face buttons just feels weird. Donut Dodo, I did also discover through Evercade, because they did this like Game of the Month thing, mm. and then, then that's coming out one of the indie collections. So like, there's there's like bona fide games on there but um i just don't find myself wanting to play them on the actual hardware it's it's such a weird place to be in but um while i was sort of noodling about with evercade i still had that like sort of hunger to get into like uh handheld stuff and then um brutal moose on youtube uh put out this video he was like sort of in with the like Icarus and like um peanut butter gamer like sort of crowd way back when but he popped up with a video where he was playing playdate which was the like handheld from the guys that published like untitled goose game and firewatch and a few other like sort of indie things mm -hmm. they used to do mac software apparently which is like a, a bizarre pivot to go from like that to like a full game system but um bruce Moose popped up and was playing a bunch of like season one games and i was like i think he titled the video something like oh it's the game boy with a crank or whatever and i was like i'd always been kind of curious about it but it, it seemed quite like hipstery and boutique it launched for like 180 pounds i think um and there were really long wait times because they were just producing it with like a small factory in like malaysia 
some people that pre-ordered in like 2021 didn't get theirs until like last year. They've gotten a lot better at that now, but it was like I'd, I'd sort of had it on the back burner for a bit. But I watched that video and I got quite interested. Uh, so I put it on pre-order about a month or so after I got the Evercade. And then I put it out of my mind. I was like, it's going to take a while to get here. So like, I, I shouldn't really think about it. It's just sort of like, it's going to just be like a gift for me in the future, essentially. I got my shipping notification at the start of December and I was like, okay, right, let's look into the games. And then that like week between the shipping notification and then when it actually arrived was like really crazy exciting because I was like, mm. oh, this has a lot more games on it than I thought because I thought it was just the season one games, which is sort of like the the hook of the thing. You, you buy it, you get a bunch of these games delivered week after week. But I didn't realize it had this big sort of like homebrew sideloading community. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself anyway. So for people that don't know, like the Playdate is this little handheld. It's like the size of a post-it note. Um, it's bright yellow. It's got like a black and white screen. It's like sort of widescreen. It's much higher resolution than a Game Boy. The screen's got this sort of like e-paper quality to it. It's got a like good refresh rate, but it's like the kind of screen you can look at and you you just don't feel like you're straining your eyes, which has been good because sometimes when I'm playing Switch, it like really gets to me. Mm -hmm. The main thing that really grabbed people's attention was it has like a little crank on the side, um, which kind of functions like the paddles that you used to get for like Pong consoles and old Atari games and stuff. Um, so it's like an analog input, but it only sort of, you know, moves on one axis. Um, and there's been some like interesting stuff that's come from that. I was wondering if you had any sort of experience of it at all, uh, David, if you'd like heard about it or. I had, and it was solely through the, the, the whole thing of, oh, yes, has a crank on the side that you, you know, much like Soldier Boy, you crank it and you, yes. you, um, you can. It is the Soldier Boy. It's the, it's the spiritual successor to the Soldier Boy handheld. <laughs> you heard it here first. I still think it's so funny he didn't call that the Soldier Boy, like just the Soldier Boy. <laughs> it was just like the Soldier Boy gaming handheld, and it just had all these pirated ROMs. On. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it just like a, a hub for like, it, it was ROMs. it was drop shipping. He just got yeah. a bunch of like handhelds off like Alibaba or something, and then was just like, it's the Soldier Boy handheld now. And then he got like threatened with legal action. It was amazing, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to take a bit to like spotlight it because in the month that I've had it, I've like had a hell of a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. it's got that big like early like we wear dsi wear feeling to me where it's like indie's still kind of emerging as like a sort of subgenre. so a lot of people are making like quite small games but mm -hmm. they're all sort of like trying new things of them uh it's very pick up and play usually the file sizes are really small as well the thing that i find interesting about it as well is that it's a it's a black and white screen and i mean like literally black and white like the pixels are either on or off there's no like grayscale like on game boy but the screen's like so high res and so like pixel dense that it looks a hell of a lot better than like a game boy ever did um and people have been able to pull off some like really fun effects with it um but yeah i just wanted to like spotlight a few games because i've uh i've been having a hell of a lot of fun with it the first one I wanted to talk about is Casual Birder, which is this sort of, it's got like the RPG trappings of like this top down view, you're this little guy just sort of walking about this world. Mm -hmm. um, and you just like go about and talk to people and you use your little camera to take pictures of birds that you find and you use the crank to like focus in and out. Um, it's a very short game. It's only about two or three hours long and there's like very light puzzle elements. It's like, oh, you go into a room, you have to like light these lanterns in the right order or whatever. And sometimes you have to 
you know, bring specific items to specific places to get birds to appear in specific ways. Um, but I found it really, like, endearing. It's, like, it's quite cutesy. Like, all the birds get given, like, weird uh, nicknames. Like, crows are just called corms. Some of the birds are just, like, completely made up as well. There was, like, some kind of, like, slime bird or something <laughs> that only lives in the dark. Uh, and they were, like, it makes its nest out of spit. It, it's, it's, like, it's a very odd game but it was like really really endearing so it's like a good place to start um let me have a look down the rest of my list because i wrote down quite a few but i wanted to keep it like quite uh straightforward mm. oh uh one of the first games i side loaded was this game called root bear which is super arcadey it's just about like um using the crank to open up a tap and then you just like fill it to a certain level and then you quickly shut it off and then that's it you've got the um you can move the bear along on its way um but it's one of those ones where it's like the rounds are only ever a minute um it's very like the timings are quite tight on when you've got to like rotate the crank back quickly um it's the kind of game that couldn't exist on any other platform they're doing a sort of endless game mode at some point um which I'm quite excited for. There is also Resonant Tale, which is a sort of riff on Link's Awakening, um, which I thought was quite interesting because Link's Awakening is such a like sort of strange experimental game in its own right. I think you said earlier you'd been playing Link's Awakening Deluxe. Mm -hmm. I played I played uh, yeah DX last year, um, so I, I played through that, and yeah. I, I... It, it, it yeah it is it is strange they they put a lot more humor into that game which carries in, over into this game uh resonant tale um the interesting thing about it is that it was apparently made by uh someone that was about on the O&M forums which is funny because we were me and david met on the like O&M facebook pages O&M being like the official nintendo magazine in the uk and you can definitely tell it has some of that like <laughs> rebel spirit that O&M had especially in the mm -hmm. later years um we will definitely do an episode sometime about like O&M and like where it was going uh especially in like the Wii U years where they were like really really uh they were just like off the chain basically mm. but yeah this game Resonant Tale is like it riffs off Link's Awakening it's built in pulp which is like this sort of web-based um dev tool where you can like build simple rooms out of blocks and stuff they go quite far with it you can add like rudimentary code for like enemies and like little puzzles and stuff like that um i haven't actually finished it yet i've been having a really good time with it but it's it's funny we were mentioning with zelda earlier i had the exact same problem where i put it down for a week mid dungeon came back to it and was like oh i've completely forgotten what i'm doing so i do want to pick that one back up at some point it actually inspired me to to pick up the Zelda Game & Watch they did a couple years back that has, like, the black and white version of Link's Awakening on. Weird history I have with Link's Awakening is that mm -hmm. um, I was getting quite into Zelda around 2009. Um, that was when I first played Ocarina of Time. I got the, the Zelda Collector's Edition on GameCube, which was, even to this day, that's, like, an amazing deal. It's, like, Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Ocarina, Majora's mm -hmm. Mask, all in one disc. But yeah, 09, I was really getting to Zelda, and I we went on like a school trip to France, mm -hmm. um, and everyone like piled into the game shops at the end. And obviously, France has like much more lax views on like censorship and stuff. So like, 
I think, I don't know how true this is, but the scuttlebot going around was that you could just walk into the store as a 12 year old and get like Call of Duty or whatever. And they'd be like, oh yes, this is fine. <laughs> it is good, in fact. Is he Call of Duty? I think someone, one of the kids in our class got uh, caught trying to buy a BB gun or fireworks or something, which is like the much worse version of that. Like, dear God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we all like piled into this game store and we're like figuring out what to do with the, the spare euros we had. Um, and I picked up a copy of Link's Awakening, not knowing that back in those days, they'd only programmed the one version onto the car. Uh, there's no language select. It's, it's just stuck in French because you put it in France. You better be French. Um, and at first I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, oh god, no, this backfired so badly. But then I was like, well, maybe I can save it because maybe this will like encourage me to learn French. It did not encourage me to learn French. Not one bit. Especially in the form of a Game Boy game where it's like they can only fit like two lines of dialogue on screen. Uh, so if you're trying to translate it, like you've got to kind of remember what the full sentence was and it, it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. um, in the end, I actually ended up hosting a contest through the O&M Facebook page where I was like, here's my big... I don't know if you knew this about me, because this might have been before you met. I, I did a competition through the O&M Facebook page where I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna give away some stuff if you can make a profile picture for me with Luigi in it. Um, <laughs> this is real. Um, the prizes on offer were this French copy of Link's Awakening, a boxed copy of Cats for the GBA, which I bought while I was saving for a DS and then I, I got impatient and I got excited when I saw a new Game Boy Advance game in 2007 and just bought that <laughs> and then immediately regretted it. Um, a Luigi emblem that I'd made out of like metal in DT. Um, I don't remember if there was anything else. There might have been like a Daft Punk clock I made in like DT or something as well. It was just like, it was just like stuff I had lying around. <laughs> Um, and I yeah, sent yeah. that French copy of Link's Awakening <laughs> off to someone. I have to see if they still have it, because it's like, we stayed in touch. It's like, oh god, I just mm -hmm. think back on it and I'm just like, that is the funniest uh, fucking way of me, for me to like get rid of that. Because I couldn't trade it in anywhere, I wasn't going to sell it on eBay. Do you want to swing, swing crazy? Mm -hmm. um, I also bought something in France right to the Jeep. I, well, actually, it was it was actually actually wait, it was. I bought a Game Boy Color in France, right, and a copy of Batman and Rob. No, it was Batman Forever. Oh God! Um, which thankfully had had like English language on, so it was fun. But that, that game was like that game is inscrutable. It's it's just, it's it's impossible to, to to play that game. But also, um. I also tried to host. You're joking! Away on the, on the Owen Facebook page. <laughs> no, but what happened was I didn't follow through. What I wanted to do was I was I was getting rid of um I had a lot of stuff running around and I was like if I do this maybe people will like me. Oh so I was God. I was I was like I'm gonna give away the <laughs> there's like an insight inside my mindset. Type. I'm gonna give away this uh, scribble nuts prima strategy guy that I have signed my own signature. <laughs> God, <laughs> and some someone wanted it, and I was uh, I I I um I ended up just like just like for, like pretending I forgot about it, and then they didn't ask, they didn't like DM me again. But oh I still had the I still had the strategy guide somewhere, uh. but with my signature in sharp the other front. Um, yeah, but the, you, you have to understand if you if if you have no if no if you're listening, to me, like I don't remember mm. the O and M 
Facebook page is probably the same. That 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 place, it 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 had, it had an energy that brought out some some brought some real the... egos. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We um, were, <laughs> you were like you're about the same age as me, so we were about like thirteen, fourteen around mm-hmm. that time, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Most of us were teenagers. Some of us were a bit older, but like most of us are around that age. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were some real egos. There were like people making like separate Facebook groups that would have like wars of each other and would like oh, raid God. each other. Yes. Um, I'm probably yeah. not going to name any specific ones in case mm-hmm. people are listening. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was one that was named after a fairly odd parents character, which was a bizarre <laughs> connection to have. Ah. Oh, it's just, it's always so funny thinking back on stuff like that because it feels like such a completely different life, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. It really does. I remember I was going to, um, I'm, I have two distinct memories of, of that group. One was that I, um, I started, I, I see, I, I came on, I, I started on the internet when I was like 13. Mm. Um, so I didn't understand the concept of like, you know, spam stuff. Um, so I was like, I'm going to make posters. And so give me into 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 my interest at the time. I'm gonna make fake movie posters in in Paint.net, by the way. Yeah. Um f- for every every Nintendo character, including like a Smash Bros. one. Mm. And I posted them. I kept like posting them like one by one, their own posts. And this one guy was like, Could you not spam the group? Oh. And I, I made a poster say say like that guy's full name is an idiot. And I posted it. <laughs> I then, love stuff like that, and you were probably yeah. sitting back like, "Yeah, let's go." Yeah. But what happened is then that guy, that guy, like commented being like, "What the fuck?" And then I, I was like, "Oh, sorry, my brother posted that. He made that on." I remember you telling me about this. Uh, I, didn't, I don't even have a brother, so I, 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 like, I was <laughs> briefly, I, was, I briefly became friends with that guy as well. He never asked, but like, I never, I never mentioned. The other thing was that, um. Did I, I forget the other thing. I might have forgotten the other, oh <laughs> the other thing because there's, there's another thing as well. I can't. Well, we, we okay. So we, yeah, it'll come. To, it'll come to me eventually. It's fine. Mm. Um, but that place was. It was. It, it was something else. Yeah, it made us. <laughs> it basically. really did. Well, that was I, a hell I, of a I, segue I remember, for me. Like briefly talking yeah. about Link's Awakening, but um... I, I remember it now. So I, I remember it now. I was going to. Um, I was going to. <laughs> I was going to make a fake gaming magazine. Um, that I was, mm. I was editor of, and it ended because someone was like, you know, you're not actually journalists. You're like 15 year old kids. Um, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Who you're like right. goes into? I mean, I know it was probably just another 15 year old, but it's mm-hmm. like who goes into like a, something like that and is like, no, you're not professionals, guys. It's Listen, like you have to have some level of professional courtesy. You have to get on that grind set. <laughs> It's oh, it's so funny looking back at like how self serious like people mm. were. Oh, it's the best. The play dish. Yes. Um. I could. <laughs> I'll be honest. I could tell I was losing you slightly, so I was like, you, no, you weren't. I sir, to... You weren't. Sir, I, I, um. I tend to get very quiet when I'm listening, and also I was trying not to sneeze because I didn't want to interrupt you. So I was. I was like. I was like holding my nose from the sneeze, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's very fair. <laughs> um. Yeah. It was just like. Uh, the Link's Awakening connection just really, um, mm. it, it got me with this, like, game. Um, it's all, like, sort of musical-themed as well, which is quite fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, it kind of inspired me to pick up the very specific 
Game and Watch that they made a couple years ago that um has like the black and white version of Link's Awakening installed because mm-hmm. yeah again like like we were saying last week like sort of the appeal of the handheld is like uh you've got something in your hand that uh like has like a sort of a power that you wouldn't usually have this feels like such a dramatic way of saying it. Yes. hold in my hand a capsule that contained such power to know that life and death on such a scale was my choice to know that the tiny pressure on my thumb enough to break the glass would end everything yes I would do it that power would set me up above the gods and through the You know how, like, when, when handhelds were new, it was, like, the appeal was, like, oh, like, it's the GBA, like, you can play SNES games on the go, and then it's, mm. like, the, the DS comes out, it's N64, and the PSP comes out, and it's, like, oh, man, it can run, like, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, this is crazy. Um, well, not exactly Vice City, it was weird. Vice City Stories, which is, like, mm. the same map, but uh, completely different, like, missions. But yeah, like, I, I guess the thing to circle around to is like the thing that's been really appealing about Playdate to me is that it's this system where all the constraints are like self-imposed, you know, the black and white screen, it's only got A and B buttons and the crank and the D-pad. Um, it does weirdly have uh, a microphone and an accelerometer, which very few people use. So the accelerometer gives it sort of like Wii remote, like base Wii remote motion controls. Somebody did a little like maze game on itch where, you know, it's just one of those games you roll a marble about. Mm-hmm. Um like crazy satisfying. Um, like the controls work a lot better than you'd think they would. Um they weirdly refuse to charge people for it on itch. It's not even pay what you want, it's just completely free. And there's like you go in the comments and people are like, Can you let me pay you for this, please? <laughs> like it's really good. And they're just like, No, it's it's not my best work. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> It's a little marble rolling game and you just anyway yeah that's um that's one of the things that sometimes i see with the devs is um a lot of people this is like their very first game so sometimes people like devalue that but like i've been really enjoying like just picking up these like quite cheap games that maybe if they were on switch or something mm-hmm. i'd be like this isn't really enough gameplay to warrant like five pounds or whatever but like, I guess partly because I know it's going straight to the developer, and also partly because it's just specific to Play Day, and it's that's the system I'll play it on. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'll I'll pay that for it because um, it's just it's got this completely different appeal to it. Yeah, it's just it's a really fun uh, little handheld, and um, I'm really excited to discover more about it. I think the thing that's interesting as well is it's sort of the polar opposite of Evercade, where Evercade is like you buy these cartridges that have these big compilations of older games on. Um, and it's a bit of a lucky dip. Mm. And it's all, like, physical only. Playdate is, like, you know, there's no cartridge slot or anything. It's all downloads, but it's all new games that are quite small. They have some, like... Some of them are, like, uh, retro-designed or they're direct clones. But um, for the most part, it's, like, people trying, like, new design philosophies but with game boy type specs the thing i've been really excited about is that um recently there's been a lot of like movement into like making 3d games which is 
surreal to see with like a black and white screen um somebody released the mode 7 scaling library for a game called p racing uh which someone in the <laughs> who will not go named in the Cast <laughs> server immediately made fun of the name of <laughs> and i will not stand for it is not p racing it's p racing um but uh yeah somebody released that and it was just like even though we've had handhelds that can do 3D for like 20 years at this point, seeing it on play day is just like, it's just exciting in like this new way. So that's, yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to like sort of spotlight it here. Um, even though it's like, sometimes I feel like a gigantic hipster picking it up because I'm like, oh yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> got the crank. by the Swedish company and yeah, it's got a crank and it's, it's black and white. It's like lo-fi, um, all the games are indie, but it's like, it's something that I really, I, I you know, I don't think if it went like mainstream, I don't know if the company would be able to like handle what that would entail. Mm. I, I enjoy the point it's at, at the moment, but I do hope that like more people give it a try because I think the price point and the fulfillment time kind of put people off a lot because it costs about the same amount as a Switch Lite uh, when you include like shipping and everything. And then, it, you know, it takes a couple weeks um, to get to you. But um yeah, I think it's a it's a really fun handheld. The nice thing about it is as well, if you download the software development kit, which is like free for anyone to use, um, you can install a simulator. Uh, so you can play it on, you know, your PC or your Mac or anything. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen some people run the games on Steam Deck, which is very like intriguing to me mm -hmm. to have like, you know, the again, the power of the <laughs> Steam Deck, like something that's essentially a PS4. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say in your pocket, but like, who who the hell is pockets big enough for that thing? Like in a laptop bag, mm -hmm. um, and then like being like, but I'm gonna play Playdate on it. <laughs> I'm gonna play like little black and white like games. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I encourage people to give it a shot through the simulator at the very least, mm -hmm. because um, even though so much of the appeal is specific to having this little boutique hardware, the games do have like a broad appeal um, that I think a lot of people deserve to experience. Um, so yeah, that was probably the most like TED talk out of any of the presentations we've done so far. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I've I've just really been having a good time of it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we are the playdate of 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 online entertainment. If you think about it, um, I don't understand how that analogy works. But uh, <laughs> someone... if I think about it, it just falls apart. <laughs> um, yeah, much like Shrek Treasure Hunter falls apart when you think about. It. Um, but I I guess. Hang on. Okay, this like actually isn't a bit. I just like gamer era is like that's like analogous to like play date. Exactly. Look, there we go. You know, I'm scared. <laughs> they can... David, I'm scared. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it's time for me to reveal my my name's actually root root bear. Um, <laughs> I don't know where else I go. I am Jim Root Bear. My goal is revenge. My enemy is is Joe Hoops, um, basketball star. Oh, that's the worst law <laughs> ever. True. <laughs> it's coming together. They're all standing together mm. like an Avengers lineup. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, well, in scary times, do you know where we can go? We can go to social media. <laughs> It's the perfect element mm. for, for being scared. Mm -hmm. You can go and you can post something like Domantina's four, and people will be like, "I like that." I'll, I'll hit share and I'll hit like, and it'll, yep. it'll become the viral hit of the of the year. So, where can people find you? Um, 
on the socials as always they can find me uh at sammy underscore crow mm -hmm. on twitter sammy crow on most other platforms uh backlogged letterboxd uh facebook i don't even feel like it's legal to give out like <laughs> facebook shit anymore that feels feels like unethical <laughs> um yeah wherever you want to go i'm i'm mostly there mm -hmm. uh how about you david uh few bash everywhere um you can also find uh game era on all those places well not facebook we're not, we're, we're, no, no one <laughs> we should make a facebook yeah. page and go to the dead <laughs> o&m facebook page and be like we won this is our domain look at you now <laughs> <laughs> i have a podcast now Post, posting individual posters saying uh at o&m facebook page is an idiot and, <laughs> and saying it was someone else <laughs> ever it true clears you guys easily <laughs> Oh. Uh, but yeah, uh, gamer error on um, backlogged and mm -hmm. Twitter and Blue Sky. Mm -hmm. If you, if they're all, they're all there. The big free, mm. as they're calling them. They're all here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's about it. Um, have fun and um, be sure to come back next time. Keep to, gaming. Uh, have fun. Keep, didn't didn't we do well? Didn't we do well? Wow. Oh, I'm actually I'm sweating. Same. <laughs> I was going like red in the face by the end of that playdate segment. I was like, oh, good God. Save it, save it. <laughs>